You are listening to the We Are Better Men podcast. The views and opinions expressed on the Better Men podcast are those of the host. Viewer discretion is advised. You are tuned into the We Are Better Men podcast. My name is Leyland Diano. Uh, this episode is a really cool one. I got to interview a dating coach, uh, dating coach Jenna, actually from, uh, or she's currently based in Hawaii, um, and she she was so gracious as to to chat through kind of dating in 2019 and 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 how that relates to to single guys, um, you know, specifically to our audience, which is a lot of single fathers or uh, men in general who are trying to empower themselves and better themselves. Um, I do want to shout out to her and make sure you check out her website, which is datingcoachjenna.com. She does a a free, very private, confidential uh, assessment type thing, uh, consultation with you uh, to see if you're a fit for her program or even just to give you some information. So definitely head over to her website and check it out. That's datingcoachjenna.com. Um, this interview was recorded when I was mobile, unfortunately. So my recording and my voice is a little lower in volume, um, but hers is very clear. So I definitely recommend you listen to the entire thing because there's a lot of great insight there. Um, definitely enjoy the interview. You uh, and uh, you know, keep hitting that like button, smash that like button. Could we start by maybe talking a little bit about your journey and, and what you do and how you got there? Sure. So, um, I was just always the type of person who people came to and confided in for advice, and I started to see that those people who did that were really achieving results in their lives, and it made me feel great doing it. So I decided to get real about it and go to school and get certified and all that good stuff. So um, I actually went to Cap University at the time it was Cap College there on the North Shore, um, starting in psychology and started to see the perspective that psychology looks at and mental health and all that jazz, which wasn't really my angle. So I went into holistic education um, and did wellness counseling, life coaching and advanced life coaching certifications. They're also in Vancouver at Rhodes Wellness College. And started working. That was 12 years ago. Um, I actually went on to continue as a massage therapist, a Reiki master, um, and integrated all those skills in different modalities and clinics and private practice, depending on where I was living and what I was doing at the time. Uh, Meanwhile, dating and relationship coaching and counseling my friends. So starting just as I'm aging, I'm turning 35 this year. I'm in a happy, happy marriage. Uh, I have divorced parents. My husband's parents are divorced. So all of those experiences combined, just recognizing where my strengths are, how I influence others, and where that takes them in their lives, and what fulfills me, has led me to where I am today as Dating Coach Jana. Very cool. You've been very busy the last little bit, um, or long bit, I should say. Um, so, I mean, you know a little bit about um, kind of what I'm doing with, with No Debbie Society and, and the Way We Are Better Men podcast and a lot of the guys that are that reach out to me, whether it's coaching or just discussion or, or they're involved in the, in, I like to call it a movement, are some guys that have been through um, some not so great times. Now, I don't advocate for victimizing. I think that, um, especially when I'm, we have conversations, we, 
we, we, we tend to focus more on, well, what, what was, what was I responsible for in my situation? Um, which is, I think, uh, really important for guys to do when, they're, when they've been through something, especially in, maybe, and, uh, relates to like not having custody or, or much access to their children or, or, or things of that nature. So, um, it's really important, I think, to point that out. But that being said, uh, they a lot of them, they're not they're not able to move on. Um, they're they're caught up in in what happened to them so much, and and focus so much on that negative that even looking for the next relationship or a new relationship that could probably be very valuable to their life uh, just isn't something that they're at. So that's kind of where I'm hoping we we guide some of this conversation, but. Um, I do have some questions uh, that I'll, I'll run by you because I, I want to get some broad stuff too and some things that I'm interested in. For uh, sure. And so in your opinion, um, dating now is very different than it was even five years ago and definitely di different than 10 years ago. Do you think that there's, is there any similarities between how someone does it, how someone actively puts himself on the market or has it just completely changed? I mean, just where technology is right now, um, things have definitely changed, but that doesn't mean that the old school methods of dating and relationships has disappeared. So um, we have choices, we have options, we have whatever we are better at to get to. Yes, we're texting and emailing, and we have withdrawn from face-to-face -face interactions in a way that has disservice us and has made uh, dating more challenging than it ever has. Um, but that being said, we have resources. So finding those resources and using them to your advantage, of course, um, is something that I would promote. So yeah, um, it's a matter of what an individual resonates with. Are they better face to face or have they fell into the comfort of behind a screen and now they're in a problematic situation for themselves because they can't get out of that? Um, you know, that you gotta, makes, sorry. That makes sense. Definitely. Um, <laughs> do, what do you think? So I have a lot of women in my life, great women, some single, some not, um, mm -hmm. uh, something that's come up with them, especially relating to like the online dating is that it's the, a message that's come across a few times is like, well, people can just easily swipe. Um, so what's happening or finding is that, you know, through the dating process, if someone you don't rather than working through something, it's, well, I'll just easily go put myself back on the market and start swiping again. Do you think that, do you think there's a positive to that? Or do you think it, like it's, are you seeing that? Or do you think, of, uh, is that something that you think is happening? Or is that probably just people that aren't having any luck? I definitely think it is happening. Uh, I don't think it's a matter of luck. I think it's a matter of marketing. Marketing yourself, if you've chosen to go online, what you put up and how quickly someone can get to know you, um, there is a skill set behind that. So there's definitely a way to build a profile. There's types of pictures to post, um, for sure. Branding. Um, okay, let's dive into specifically the, the, the reason I sought you out. Um, sure. Uh, to talk about uh, some of the guys that I've talked to. And so... I'll, I'll paint a picture of someone um, taking attributes of multiple guys I've talked to throughout the years. Uh, so a single dad, um, who's now a single dad, doesn't have full, full custody of his children. He, uh, he was married um, to the, what he thought was the love of his life. Uh, the marriage crumbled. 
um, for whatever reasons, no blaming any, any sides, but there was a really messy divorce or separation. Um, and I'm, I would say not even just a divorce, but, uh, the, you know, maybe, maybe there were some false accusations or maybe there were moments in time where this man made a poor decision. Um, so now he's, he's caught up in himself or, or in, and in what has happened to him or what he thinks has happened to him. Um, what do you think, what are some things that a guy can, can do uh, psychologically and internally to start putting himself in, in a motion of being able to get back out there? Because I, I believe that everyone should have someone. I think that we're, as humans, regardless of your orientation, we're meant to be with someone uh, to better ourselves and, and, and live this life. But um, what are some things that you think tactically that they can do to start focusing on that? Um, I'm just going to address what you just said. I love your idea of everyone has the perfect person. I think that's beautiful. Um, just, I love that thought. I don't truly believe that myself. I think some incredible people are destined to be single because they have so much work to do that a committed relationship just doesn't have the time it requires. And that's okay. That's great. If that's what it, that person is happy doing. On the flip side of that, if you are somebody who does want something more in terms of a partnership, relationship, and marriage potentially, um, great, wonderful. That's my jam. Um, ah, okay. Um, just a quick, quick on that. That's that's. I didn't see that that coming. To be honest, um, the do you th you think that you can you think that so, you can be happy and not be in a not have that type of love? Totally. I do. I think it's possible. I think it takes a very special person who has a very clear idea of their internal world and fulfillment and their idea of philosophy is usually um, quite greater than their sense of self. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, that's not something that our modern society really talks about. But no, it's, it's not actually. I mean, even look at what I, what I just said, kind of what or my theory is, and maybe that's a personal perception, but I'm now. I think I'm, it's cultural. Yeah. I mean, but if you, if you look through history, right, we see those people all the time. And the, the point to get back to your question is that a long-term committed relationship is hard work. It takes a lot of commitment and convection and just unwavering desire to be in that situation. And, there are skills that go along with that that allow you to maintain that, which unfortunately most people aren't taught in their upbringing. Um, and that's why there's a need for people like me. So um, the man you were mentioning in your scenario there, um, I think there's key questions that individuals in those types of positions should ask themselves. Um, like, what can I do differently this time? Look at the, the accountability in the situation that happens so that they have a clear mind of how to move forward. Uh, what do I need now? Their level of self-awareness will have changed. What strength do I have now? If they haven't gotten to a place where they can answer that question, that is a clear indication that they're not ready to start dating. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm still a little bit stuck. I really want to explore um, going back to, to not, almost for a personal reason, maybe um, your idea of, of not needing to find that partner just a little bit more. Um, do you, 
in that case, do you think that it's all right to serial date and casually date for a long period of time, or even your entire life? Do you think that there's, because I mean, I think that that type of person could still use the guidance that someone like you would provide. Um, totally. But is that, is that a, is, do you think that there's fulfillment in, in that long term? That situation and individual has a very high level of integrity and open, clear communication. They're also, their level of maturity would be extremely high because if you're that person that approaches someone and says, hey, I'm not looking to settle down, so to speak, but I would like a romantic interaction, they have to have the awareness and empathetic approach to see if this person says to them, yeah, I'm, I'm really okay with that. But that person really isn't okay with that. So they go forward and that person ends up getting hurt. That To do that successfully takes a very special person who has done enough self-work. People do do that and end up hurting people repetitively. And that's not okay. Mm. But I guess if both people have done similar self-work, that, that, can, that can still be fulfilled. Exactly. Totally. Super interesting. Okay. I've, uh, that was kind of like a... Uh, what do they call those? A black swan. I wasn't expecting the conversation to go there, but I'm glad it did because there's a lot of people out there that, that, that end up in a spot where they feel like, why am I not in a serious relationship? All my friends are, they're married, they're, they're, they're uh, building and creating their families, and, and I'm over here still trying to date, um, which is, is, I get a lot, of, a lot of those conversations happen, which is super interesting. Um, okay, let's go back to... Uh, Dating and, and it, specifically for a lot of the audience that's listening, uh, related to having kids and being maybe part time in their life. Um, any thoughts on kind of navigating that and 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 I guess not optimizing and it's my marketing hat, but but getting the best out of of yourself and out of dating when you do have kids in the picture. How to get the best out of yourself when you have kids? Yeah, Sorry, can like, you clarify your question? Yeah, so. Um, by that, I mean, you know, there's a lot, a lot of the debate that happens when relating to dating with kids is, well, when do I introduce my, this, oh, I see, I see my kids and, and also, you know, even for myself at times previously in my life, it's like, you, you think about, well, I'm, if I go out on this date with this person, it's taking up a bunch of my time that could have been with, spent with my kid, but you know, and in, in the end, you, when you do self-work, you realize, well, your happiness is their happiness. Yeah, any thoughts kind of around that idea? Yeah, totally. So um, my specific answer is going to be specific to someone's stage in their process, generally speaking. But um, to be a little bit more to your question, uh, I think that's going to go back to the support system that the parent has in place. And if they are supported in that decision to date, because their child will obviously need a network when they're not around. Mm. So um there's that then there's also where your child's psychology and emotional being is at with the idea of you dating i think having that um communication with your child if they're of the appropriate age is important obviously remembering you're the parent you make the decisions but to know what your decision might unravel with your child's emotional body i think that's um, important and a part of being a responsible parent. So in terms of timing of introducing a person um, to the child, taking into consideration the other two things I just mentioned, 
Um, I think slow is the best, safest answer. Slow in casual settings. You're not going to bring this person to your child's birthday party for the first time of them meeting. Um, starting as a friend, just to see if your child even likes this person before you're already in the romantic enmeshment with that person. Um, I think that's the healthiest way to go. Yeah, makes sense. Um, great, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, the, what about uh, thoughts on sometimes it, it deters men from even going out there and dating because they they are worried that maybe someone's not or potentially not interested in dating a single father um, of any kind. Is uh, do you find that? Do you think that is that an issue? I mean. I don't know if it's a it's a really broad issue, but I know that it's come up in discussion. Well, you know, I, I I can't go out as I can't randomly go out all the time. I have a schedule with my child, and you know, if that falls on a Saturday night, I'm not able to just go out for drinks or whatever the case may be. So sometimes it deters them from even putting it putting themselves out there. Yeah, I think that's an understandable belief that somebody might hold. Um, and that's okay, but I think it's a distorted belief, and uh, it's just a matter of collecting positive evidence to prove yourself wrong with that belief, because there are women who will date single men, and there are women who are single mothers who would like to date a single father. Um, so it's just a matter of putting a positive attitude on it so you become attractive to those people. Hmm. Makes sense. Um Okay, I got one more question before I want to start talking, before we wrap it up with talking about what you do, because sure. I'm super interested in that. Do you have uh, maybe a couple tips you mentioned earlier on branding yourself or, or marketing yourself with your online profile? Do you have any really broad tips, maybe like a few, two or three that you could give for uh, making your profile a little bit more appealing? Sure. Um, in terms of branding or marketing, I know those are both words that we use. Um, probably not the best word choice just because you know, we want to be as authentic and real as possible. Uh, we're not a business in this position, right? Um, so yeah, you just want to be as transparent as possible. I would three tips. First one being post at least six photos that are of you doing things you love when you look your happiest. Um, bathroom shots, provocative photo shots, probably aren't going to get you the type of relationship you are looking for. Um, two, in your profile, especially for men, women do, in a heterosexual context specifically, um, women do read men's profiles and they are turned off when they have not written anything or very much. So I would just be specific. As much as you are aware of what you were looking for in another person, and this is to everyone who would listen, um, write as much as you can what you want, what you're looking for, who you are. And when I say as much as you can, probably five paragraphs is enough. Okay. Um, if you're clicking your little profile options, you know, whether you're religious, whether you smoke, whether you have a car, um, make sure that's accurate. Because those things aren't that important to most people. But when someone finds out that one of those little boxes that was clicked is not true, then they have a trust issue before they have even maybe met you. Hmm. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. Um, okay, cool. Thank you. And now, um, You're welcome. 
uh, now I want to talk about what you do and, and you know, the, um, how someone how someone can approach you and, and get in touch with you, but, but mostly to start, like, what's your process and what is the outcome of people uh, coming to you for, for, for coaching and assistance? Right. Um, so people who are coming to me for coaching and assistance are going to come from different backgrounds and different places in their lives. Generally speaking, um, you may be somebody who is having a really hard time getting in the dating field. You may be in the dating field and having daters fatigue. You're exhausted. Maybe your strategies just aren't working and you're just getting discouraged. You could have completely lost hope at this point. You may be in a current relationship, discerning that relationship, trying to figure out if this person really is the right fit, regardless of how long you've been with them. Um, you may have gone through all of that and for whatever reason you're still in the position that you really want a relationship and you're just having trouble in the dating world. Um, datingcoachjenna.com is my website and I have everything laid out there. I do a 30 minute free consultation. So that's the best place to connect with me. Um, social media platforms, Insta, YouTube. I barely use Twitter and I have a Facebook that I don't really use too much, but dating coach Jana on all those platforms is where to find me. Awesome. And so of course then you do, um, you can be approached online and, and run through. Totally. Awesome. 